Welcome to the Henderson Teams Podcast, a place where you can stay up to date on what's happening around campus, as well as joining Pastor Nick and the team to dive deeper into the weekend message. New episodes drop on Mondays. Make sure to click the subscribe button below to be notified as soon as it's available. We're glad you're here. Now let's dive in. Welcome back to another week of the Henderson Teams Podcast. Folks, I'm fired up. I'm excited. You want to know why? Jordan, tell them why. Because Easter is two weeks away. Boom. Yes. Come on. Also, Pastor Nick's back. <laughs> Ooh. Yours, your, your idea was more spiritual, though. Oh, led by so the I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. Um, but uh, I'll do a quick around the room here. Uh, we got Pastor Nick back with us. How's it going, my man? Ooh, going good. Are you excited to be back on the cast? I'm very excited to be back. Um, people have not been happy that you had to be out. Yeah, I'm sorry. It is... Uh... It's been, it was a weird little run there. Listeners, folks, listen. Sometimes Nick gets a little overwhelmed and busy and is doing a lot of things, but it's not because he doesn't care about you. So you got to chill out. <laughs> all right. I'm just trying to keep myself connected to the source mm. so that I can oh, pastor better. That's good. For everyone. So sometimes I just that's have good. to retreat away and. I love that. No, I don't. Plus, it, you've totally not been retreating away. You've just been dealing with a lot yeah. of stuff. <laughs> but nonetheless, but that's I'm good. back. Also, we've got Ariel coughing. Hello. How's it going? Tell the people something <laughs> beautiful. I don't even know where to go with that. How's everyone doing? Yes. Yeah. Love it. That's good. And then for <laughs> uh, for returning visit, this is number two, two on the cast. We've got Jordan Schaefer yes. back with us by popular demand. Thanks for jumping Woo! in. Thanks for having me back. Uh, one day we'll give you more than five minutes of a notice. Yeah, if that's, that's cool. okay. That's all good. Awesome. Well, um, as we do every week, we're going to start off by just highlighting that thing that's most important that you just want to keep on the forefront of your mind as we move forward. So, Nick, what do we got for this week as that one thing you got to know? I feel like everybody should know this. I just want to see. You should. I want to see if it's the same thing. So I'm going to kind of pull this room I'm sitting in. What's the one thing right now that we think people should know or should be doing, especially our volunteers right now? That's good. We're going to do it on three? Yes. Oh, I hope we all say the same thing. <laughs> so really Ready? confusing. I feel One, good about it. Two, two, three. In invite to Easter. <laughs> I was going to say something super random. <laughs> we all said the same thing, just in just different, orders. different words. Easter invites, invite to Easter. Easter invites are the, uh, it, inviting to Easter is the one thing right now that just we could use everybody uh, to be joining us in. Obviously, this is a huge time of year, a huge uh, time of year that people experience life change. Uh, right now, sitting in the room with us is Mr., or I should say DJ Travis. DJ Travis found Central over an Easter. I know in my own personal life, uh, I recommitted my life to Christ um, and really started jumping into uh, full-time ministry at an Easter. That's awesome. Easter is a powerful time of year to recognize that all that Jesus has done for us and really let the Holy Spirit uh, do a good work in people. And so if you have those people in your lives that need a rescue, that need um, just hope in general, um, this is an incredible opportunity and you don't want to miss it because the whole experience, the whole weekend, you know, we're always really good about that at Central, gearing it towards our first time guests, those that are far from God. But this is just like right down the middle. You want them there with you. So You get your friends, your family, your neighbors to Easter at Central, and we will do everything that we can to lead them to Jesus. 
I love it. And we were hearing a little bit of previews uh, today on what it's going to look like. And I'm fired up. I think it's going to be just a majorly spiritually moving moment where people are going to mark the day, take tangible steps for the rest of their life. Can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Sweet. Well, let's jump into recapping the message from this past weekend. So we are in our final se- our final week of the series, straight out of the '90s, and uh, Nick and I did in sync. That was right. cool. Um, was and if that didn't highlight. move you, <laughs> <laughs> we eventually got to the word. And uh, <laughs> how long did it take you guys to practice that? Like oh, you guys were pretty. They've in-sync. known it since high school. <laughs> yeah, um, we had known a little it since high Practicing for this was very short. Okay. It was um, technically less than five minutes before the Saturday yes. night experience started. <laughs> it's impressive. Nick so very and impressive. Kevin were jumping in that late. Like, I think, wasn't their music already going? So Kevin and... It was late. Yeah, so... <laughs> the doors are open. Kevin and I got a text on Friday afternoon. Hey, do you want to do the bye-bye-bye dance on stage? And <laughs> I immediately responded with, like, one day practice, No. Um, and I got another text on Saturday morning. Will you guys please do it? Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> then I got to no, the location Saturday afternoon. Uh, Ariel, in an <laughs> awesome way, said, hey, will you please do the bye-bye-bye dance? I'm like, absolutely not. And she <laughs> in an awesome she had a great argument that she presented. I kind of moved on, left the office. I'm like, ah. Then I came back up. And then Brandon presented his own persuasive yes, argument absolutely and that was at 4 55 <laughs> late oh so by the time we got down to the stage the first song had already started uh, and he's showing kevin and i where we're going to be standing and what we're going to be doing with the dance but i feel like we pulled it off i think it looked like you guys practiced it. like all week yes yeah. i would have never known that story well it's pretty never. funny that awesome. just it makes I, it even better. We have that one in the arsenal. I love it. But I'll say for sure, I'm happy that the '90s has been celebrated and is over, <laughs> <laughs> because I think I need a break from being the comic relief just for a week, even. Yeah. Oh, now that you know you say that, and you're just gonna be you're gonna I be the confident. bunny at Easter. About, <laughs> <I'm pretty laughs> sure. about remember the cross weekend upcoming. You'll get I a feel break. Confident. Yeah. Good. We'll yes. Get a breather. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> and then Easter we'll see. Who knows? <laughs> I love this series, but I, I as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was good. good. Um, but yeah, this week Judd shared with us from the story uh, about the story of Ruth from the book of Ruth in the Bible. So um, it was it was great. Um, mm-hmm. I love personally. I just love the the stories, the Bible stories. Um, it's just they're so rich to me. I don't know if I'd just have one of those learning pathways where tell me a story and I love that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, this one was awesome because it was yeah essentially the whole book of Ruth that we went through uh, in in the one message and um, a lot of great gems. And you guys have anything that stuck out to you right off the top that you want to share with us on this lovely day? You got ladies. You go first. Ladies first, as you know, should Guess be. Yes, first. All right. Um, There's a lot of things. I think this message was just really, really powerful, especially to me. There's a lot of things that stuck out. But the one thing that was the one thing that I like 
was just holding on to was Judd said, just because God is working invisibly does not mean he's not working powerfully in our lives. And I think that one like stuck out so much to just the season that I'm in and just knowing like, even if we don't see fruit, even if we don't see prayers answered, even if we don't see God tangibly, that doesn't mean that he's not working. Like his silence doesn't replace his absence. It's like, he's always present. He's always moving and he's doing powerful things and it may not be things that we see right now, but it'll be powerful things for the future. And so that's something that I, as soon as he said, I was like, wow, that's good. Like that is good and wrote it down immediately and have been holding on to that for the last, you know, 24 hours since I heard it. But yeah. that's definitely what stuck out to me. Yeah, no, that's really good. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you looking at me? Yeah, is your name Ariel? Because we mermaid for each other. Oh my gosh. Wow. Where did that pop up? Jed, it Jed, was the first. Oh, it was Jed. Jed dropped that on Saturday night. No. Yeah. yeah. I promise. It was the first I'd ever heard And I it. wasn't sitting in the room? No, you were backstage because you were singing. I thought it was so funny because I wanted just the chance to say it to you. <laughs> you I wrote that down in my... <laughs> In the message, Bible, in, the in my message notes. <laughs> I think I did too. The one thing I took away from this is it your name Ariel because we were made for I each other. I don't even know how wow. he's. Tra- I don't know how he got to that. Yep, you- I wrote it down on my message <laughs> notes as well. See, it, it probably would have been better for you to drop. <laughs> yeah, I sure her husband. I, I dropped it yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. The one thing about this um, book of the Bible is. I've always been told, oh, yeah, read Ruth if you haven't read Ruth. And to be honest, I don't think I've read it all the way through up until Mm. this weekend Mm. because it's so short. And I mean, rarely, if ever, do I hear it quoted in, you know, messages. And so I've just never given it any attention. Um, And so I was like thinking, like, why is this story in the Bible? Like it doesn't talk about God all that much, if at all, directly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the story of a woman. And, you know, back in those days, women weren't really, like, put on a pedestal, for lack of a better word, or, like, you know, positions of leadership or talked about yeah. in general. Um, but I, I believe that, you know, every word in the Bible is intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody said it um, this past week that, like, back in those days, they didn't have typewriters to just, like, vomit out words, you know, 100 words per minute, like you had to be intentional when you're handwriting stories. And so um, anyway, uh, what I took from it was just how like this whole story is so reflective of how like of modern day times, Mm -hmm. just of how little actions that we take, the choices that we make um, affect like our day to day. And we think that God's not working in it, but he is like mm-hmm. and we're we're so sometimes like focused on like the negative things that are happening that we're like where is god that we forget and they're like god is there right and he's working through this with you to give you the reward at the end and to just mm-hmm. remain faithful right no exactly yeah. yeah once again him using an unlikely uh an unlikely situation to right spur you know what would be the birth of jesse the birth of david the birth of jesus um kind of that whole lineage it's just more proof of the old testament uh promising a savior to come and showing us that god had a plan all along um and that he continues to use those 
um, that we wouldn't even think that he would use. Like, so, you know, anytime you feel like, can God even use me? Can God use my life? Can God use how messed up I am? Or I don't feel important. Um, it's just another example of how God uses those attributes throughout the Bible, those characteristics, um, to, you know, essentially bring a savior into the world that would change the world. Our kinsman redeemer, if you will, a great example, Ruth needed a kinsman redeemer. Uh, Boaz was that kinsman, was that Coaz, Boaz was that kinsman redeemer. Goodness. It's a tongue twister. Um, And it's just a great example of Jesus being that kinsman redeemer to us in our life Mm. and just the Old Testament kind of painting a picture of what was to come in him. That's That's awesome. Um, I think just the time in in our lives right now, um, you know, we had the privilege um, to have our our daughter, our little baby baby, um, be dedicated uh, this past weekend, and Pastor Nick was there to do the prayer of dedication. So I think just right now, like, as a dad and having a baby girl and thinking about her future and everything, um, one thing that was so cool to me, um, I... I heard about this after the sermon. I was watching the the Bible Project um, recap of Ruth, the read scripture thing, which is awesome. And again, I think we've said it in the past, but check those out. They're so helpful to help you just dive in and get a cool historical background of scripture. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jordan and I were talking earlier. One thing that always helps me is the Bible, the writings are so intentional, like even the way that the book is laid out. And that stuff goes over my head. Like, I just wouldn't catch it. I'm not looking for it. So I don't notice, like, symmetry in a book or anything like that easily. And Ruth is one of those that has, like, a really pretty picture on how it's organized. And Bible Project is so good at uh, highlighting those things. Anyway, the coolest thing I learned from that was um, its connection to Proverbs 31. So for women, it's kind of like the the outline of what is a virtuous woman and Proverbs 31 has a whole section on, on what the qualities of a virtuous woman are. And, um, when we were preparing for the birth of our baby girl, we converted the loft in our house, um, into her bedroom. And so it was putting up a whole wall and hammering in studs and it was a mess and took forever. But anyway, on the studs in her room, I have, proverbs 31 written out on there uh you know it's kind of like my prayer over the room for her and what was so cool is boaz notices ruth and kind of multiple times throughout this story is saying like it's your character that i noticed i've heard of how you are and your loyalty and i've heard about the amazing things you've done and he actually uses that exact phrase that he knew that ruth was a virtuous woman in chapter three. And it's like, even down to the original language is the exact same word used in Proverbs. So I just thought it was so cool, that connection. That's one I didn't know before. And um, of course, the story of Ruth in general is one that's a great example, but to take it to that level that, yeah, it's so much a great example. It's literally, she's called that. She's called the virtuous woman, which I thought was cool. Yeah, that is really cool. That's good. So many connections this weekend uh your daughter hannah i know that's weird so good yeah i was just thinking the other day this is a total uh left field thought but speaking of hannah um 
like, and, and I was thinking about like how she he was saying she's a virtuous woman. And I think Judd's third point was uh, focus on faithfulness, beauty mm-hmm. of skin deep, characters to the bone. And yeah. I've just like made it in my mind that I'm going to do my best to like point out to her, compliment her on things that don't have anything to do with the way that she looks. Mm-hmm. Like I know I grew up like noticing when my parents would point out like that my hair looked cute a certain day or an outfit, you know, like that's the kind of stuff that stuck with me is like the things that they did notice. I mean, also some of the negative stuff that I would hear, but like just them pointing out, I'm like, oh, like that matters to them. Like that mm-hmm. is a value mm-hmm. to them that my, that I look presentable today. Right. And so, <laughs> um, I was thinking about that when I was reading this about how I'm going to do my best to like point out her characteristics, like her good qualities, in her soul as opposed to whatever yeah. she chooses to wear for that day or, right. you know, things like that. Cause it's so easy like to walk around and just compliment people on how they look, but yeah. like to encourage people, like I saw you do that kind thing for so-and-so or like, I've just noticed this about your character. It's just right. so much bigger of an impact anyway. Yeah. That's awesome. That was a, and the examples, the actual ones from the story. So, um, Ruth was Ruth was the daughter-in-law of Naomi. So she's one of the main characters. Naomi is from a Jewish background, part of the culture. She leaves because of famine and trying to seek other things. Her sons get married. They both die. So now there's these um, widows left behind. And Naomi knows by going back to her land, she's pretty much giving up You know, at this point. Like everything's gone wrong. I changed my name to Bitter. Everything's horrible. I'm just going back and my life's going to be rough. It's going to be so rough. I don't even want you girls around this anymore. So mm-hmm. just go on. You're young. Um, you'll find someone else. I'm just going to go back and have no one to provide for me. And who knows? Like I'm going to be basically homeless and give it my best go. It's essentially it. Well, Ruth is the her first act of like loyalty and commitment and provision is um, no where you go, I'm going to go. I'm with you. I'm staying with you in this. And she goes to help her mother-in-law who like, it's not like a strong, like ethnic background connection. It's not like she had any reason. Like, this is what we do. We provide, we respect our, um, you know, parents and the heritage. Like she has no connection to any of this at all. Not the land, nothing. And she's basically throwing her own life to the side just to make sure her mother-in-law's okay. And so she goes back to this land and these are the kinds of stories that Boaz is hearing. Next he knows that it's this girl that's just in the fields looking for scraps of food to provide for her mother-in-law who has nothing. And so she's out there like looking for any way to make a difference. This is again something that Boaz is noticing. And later in the story he says like it's that I know I knew about you cuz your character that's why I'm so impressed by you. That's why I want to provide. That's why I want to, and it goes on and on and on. But um, I just thought that those were cool examples because when we think of, or maybe it's just me, but when I think of what's something good that I could do, like what's a good character thing that I can be working on right now, it never is like that big of a step, right? Oh, I could be nice to someone today or whatever. But the, the examples that we're given are like so deep and, and just are you truly putting yourself aside for someone mm-hmm. else? Like no matter what. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, that's really good. I think in general right now, you know, 
that speaks to me in a big way. Um, just the season here at Central, just the season in my own personal ministry, um, just a lot of kind of a season of like spiritual attacks left and right, like mm-hmm. just a lot of unforeseen, um, all stuff that I know I'll get through. Um, and it always seems like this time of year, especially come up on Easter, it's just kind of like this chaos that you know the enemy knows how to use and and tries to distract with um and at times i'll admit like does a good job of just kind of knocking me off my my leadership game but you know so many times i'm like gosh is what we're doing right now like are we doing enough does it matter um are we uh you know are we leading strong enough are we changing enough lives like you just kind of get stuck in this like well how effective are we being um here's the awesome thing if we use Ruth's example is like she was just like faithfully obedient and just worked she was faithfully obedient and worked and had good character and was faithfully obedient and worked and had good character and it's hard at times to see is God using someone but God used Ruth in a huge way in the perspective of eternity so when you kind of step back from your current perspective and look at the whole perspective of eternity you have no idea how God is using your life, what you're doing right now mm-hmm. to make it a dif- difference in eternity. And sometimes That's we get good. so caught in this current perspective. And so I've just kind of even learned in my own leadership, like I've got to pause and just step back and go, God, in eternity, you could be using this in such bigger ways. And I pray that you are, right. um, what can I be doing right now? Even though I don't have that eternal perspective other than just what I hope he's doing, I can't see it all play out. I can be faithfully obedient and just serve and work and be of good character. And so that's what I'm like, come on, Nick, just stick to that mm-hmm. and that's lead good. well. So Yeah, I kind of talked about that this last week just in the sense like in sometimes I get in this, and I'm guessing it's a spiritual attack, but I'll get in these like ruts where I'm like, does anyone even notice what I'm doing and mm-hmm. like how I'm contributing mm-hmm. to this whole thing? Like, and it kind of, and it is something that does bring me down. And so like along those lines, it's like if I just keep my head down, do what I know God wants me to do, like do the right things, make the right right choices, you know, live with the fruit of the spirit. And that's all I need to worry about. And like, let God do the work through that. Like, it's not about what I'm doing. Right. Right. So, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Jed was talking about how the Moabites, like they they traded their long term beliefs for their short term relief. Mm -hmm. And I think that comes to like when we get so focused on like the like what's not happening right now we like forget about eternity we forget about heaven we forget about the promises god has promised us yeah and so we start trading those for believing in what the enemy is saying or believing what the attacks are just saying okay well we're not doing enough so i'm just gonna take a step back or i'm just gonna you know, slide by and do what I have to do instead of what I get to do right. type of thing instead of focus on, okay, what I do right now does matter. It may not show fruit right now, but in the long term, you know, whether that's what I get to see or when I get to heaven to see, like yeah. those long-term beliefs matter right. so much. And so short-term relief is not what we want. Mm-hmm. We want to be able to just put our head down and grind and, grind for God's glory and not for our own relief. Mm-hmm. That's, great. That's awesome. Well, we so, can uh, shift into application type stuff now. So, I mean, we're kind of skirting around some ideas, but do you guys have anything that you're either trying to apply into your own life or that you would throw out to those listening on uh, what they might be able to do from 
this whole message. Focus on those long-term beliefs, people. <laughs> yes. Mm. No, I in in that same vein that Jordan was just saying and that focusing on those long-term beliefs. I think something we can be doing in this season, even kind of addressing like the spiritual warfare. I know I'm personally in and I think, you know, several of the central team members around here um, would just feel that they're in and in different ways. Like it just, I know, I know what the enemy is up to this, this time of year approaching big weekends like Easter. So, uh, you know, our central volunteers, our team listening to this, I think one way that we can commit in this season to combat that is just to pray together. Yeah. I know we said like set an alarm for 419, um, uh, and pray cause it, you know, the first Henderson experience, uh, Easter experience is on April 19th, but you know, 419 isn't a good time for you to pause and pray. It's, it's, that's more just to like be creative, fun, get the majority of people praying at the same time, but just set a daily alarm if you would and commit to us to pray. We need to pray in a really big way. Um, pray for, you know, your church, pray for the people that God will hopefully bring through the doors, pray he gives them the courage to step through our doors, that he does a good work uh, in them. And then at the same time, pray for our volunteer team, that uh, there's just health there and clarity and rest. And for each one of you guys, just pray for the whole team, pray for our whole staff team. We're in it right now. We're cranking. We're trying to lead well, but I think you could really be lifting up, you know, uh, the staff and big prayers and your leader and leadership and prayers. And then I think you could, you know, be lifting up. Um, I'll, I'll ask for it myself, personal prayer for me, uh, for Drew, for John, uh, for pastor Sean as well. Like pray for each one of us. And then, um, let's really be lifting up big time pastor Mike and pastor Judd. Um, a that just, it's, he, uh, you know, just a, a hedge of protection around him entering this next season for Pastor Judd as he prepares an Easter message. But, you know, it's very few times I feel like our senior pastor has uh, actually said, like, here's a way that you can pray for me. And this yeah. last weekend, he was talking about his brother, Jim, and how we can be um, lifting him up in prayer right now, um, yep. just for God to provide uh, direction and clarity in a way um for him to potentially be healed and um, basically for them to figure out his liver issues. And so, um, and, and potentially a, a, a liver donor, if that's out there and available and we could yeah. be lifting that up. So that's how you could specifically be praying for Judd in the season. I know that's big on his heart. And uh, I know if you're anything like me, when your senior pastor asks for a way that you can be praying for him, I'm like, Oh my gosh, write that down yeah. right yeah. now. And yeah, so I think you could make that part of your daily alarm as you pray for Easter and what God's doing in the volunteers and the staff team and our senior leadership, but then also what um, lifting Jim Wilhite up, Jim Wilhite up in prayer as well and his liver yeah, transplant. So good. That's good. Um, yeah, for me, the kind of application point, like all this, there's a lot of a lot of cool sermons and leadership talks and things that I've heard recently and a lot of it all is pointing to one same idea and it's just to that for myself my application point and what i would say feel free to jump in on if it if it applies to you is how can we focus on just shifting our perspective like what's going on in our mind to truly lean on the promise of god and 
in the fact that he always comes through in, in his plan and in his way. Yeah. And this whole Ruth idea, um, it's just just in the string of, of scripture and time after time after time after time, it's, it's similar situations. Um, what they're going through in this story is way worse than anything that I'm dealing with, right? Mm-hmm. Way worse. Like everyone in her family dies. She's basically homeless and has no way to live. And yet they just put their heads down, grind. God provides in a big way, notices the character, notices the heart, which is the piece that I want to like, that's what I can control, right? Like I believe in God. I trust in him. He's shown himself to me in so many ways. So no matter what's in front of me, like I got to commit to leaning on that, trusting on that and, uh, and being able to go through those pieces with that, that level of faith. Because every time, um, the way he delivers is so much bigger and grander than anything anyone ever realizes there's going to happen and, and, and notices. And like Jordan said, like sometimes the timeline is way out of your hands, but like, you know, some of these biblical stories, um, it takes way longer than anyone wants it to take. They just want to jump straight to the end and not deal with the now. And, um, the, the issue is the now is what you need and the now is what's preparing you and the now is what's going to show that god is in it um you know we've we've jumped around it every now and then with these kind of ideas that if everything's perfect like you're not going to like see god's work in it and you're not going to appreciate or trust or rely on him so these things that come up are ultimately going to be used to good as it says in scripture so i just gotta you know keep that on the forefront of my mind and tr- do what I can to train my mind, train my heart to see the opportunities um, in, in these moments. And with it being Easter, um, you know, Jesus, <laughs> prime example, right? Um, he, right before the Passion Week, right before going through everything that he goes through on the cross, even himself has to prepare and he goes into the garden and he prays and he anguishes over it and he laments over it. And like, um, you know, his time in the desert, everything like that, like Jesus in himself, in his own life shows like there's times of pressing and persecution and like, and things like that to prepare your character, to prepare your strength, the well that you're drawing from to be ready for the moments that come. So anyway, that was me. That's awesome. Ladies. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to go first this time? Go ahead. Unless you... Want me to go first? Go ahead. All right. I'll go. <laughs> um, I think for me, pulling from this, Judd said something. He said, if you don't deal with the pain in your past, you'll deal it out the pain in your present. Yeah, and I really think good. like with that is more so that just checking our hearts, especially heading into this season. I think if we aren't constantly checking our hearts and where we're at and being able to get that quiet and that rest, those spiritual attacks from the enemy will take us down mm. and we'll walk in and to our serving roles or to our teams and if there's any type of pain or any type of exhaustion or just any type of grumbling in our spirit those things will affect our effectiveness for the people that we're serving and so we constantly have to be in this state of checking our hearts and where we're at and where where's that pain coming from and is there something that's triggering that in the season that we're in or like, is it something from way back in our past? Whatever it is. Um, and just go on that journey of constantly checking our hearts. Because then that can 
better serve those that we are serving, but also just our relationship with God in general. Um, I think those are the easy points that the enemy can use to take us down. And so, especially in the season, like the enemy doesn't want what's going to happen on Easter Sunday to happen. Mm -hmm. And so he's going to attack in every way possible right now to try to stop that from happening. And I think especially in a leadership position and a volunteer position, we are given so much responsibility from God to lead people well and to be just a part of a really cool thing that God's doing. And if we come in with the wrong heart, if we come in with the wrong mindset, then I think that just takes away from us being able to communicate the gospel and just share God's love with people. So for me personally, just checking my heart and anything that's going on, just really being in quiet and preparing and through prayer and through like just being in the right mindset of the present, being able to walk into the next few months, this next ministry run, being able to be effective for Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And there's something about, this is going to sound twisted, but like (laughs) I, I have heard like from friends and even just like a couple of things going on with us that I feel like the enemy has been attacking a lot of people around me in various Mm -hmm. ways, small and big. And on one hand, while that is a struggle to like, how do we navigate through stuff? It's also just a little bit exciting because it just makes me realize like we're doing something right. That the enemy doesn't want to happen. Yes, exactly. And so it kind of gets me a little bit like this small wave of anticipation of like, what is the big thing that God is about to bring in? Because I mean, we're we're getting attacked yeah. <laughs> hardcore. And so every time we go through these waves, and it does, it comes in waves, it comes in phases, I do just kind of sit and like, just kind of waiting, like, what's going to happen? I'm excited. <laughs> but um, on that note, um, I was thinking, you know, the best way to combat that is to like remain rooted in the word and remain rooted in community with people that will encourage you. Um, I heard a pastor say, um, this past week, like you'll run to what you trust. And so like, I was thinking like, what is the thing that I like see comfort from? And it's a (laughs) hundred percent Netflix. Like (laughs) I will turn on the office anytime I like feel stressed out. I fall asleep to it almost every night because it like (laughs) quiets my brain to hear like all the dialogue I've heard a hundred times before. Um, and I, I think that's like, not a big deal. I mean, it's the office, like the content's pretty mild. Like, it's not like I'm, you know, filling what I feel like I'm not filling my brain with things that are bad. Um, but then I realized like I work at a church and I don't think I can confidently say that I open my Bible every single day. And so I can imagine like how hard, how much harder that would be for, you know, anyone that's listening to this that has full-time jobs Mm -hmm. then has to go home and take care of, or gets to go home and take care of their kids and feed their husbands and wives, you know, all that kind of stuff. I'm like, that's going to be my thing. I'm going to try to really focus on from for the next couple of months is just making time for that more than I'm making time for Netflix. Yeah. That's awesome. That's good. It's really good. I like that. I, I've been trying to do that a little bit and horrible about it right now, but <laughs> Netflix is just, just right there. It's so easy. Anyway, I, love that. I guess my Bible's also right there. It's so easy. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. Well, um, yeah, I think, kind of a closing thought is um, the story of Ruth, like Nick said at the very beginning, uh, it's an unlikely person, right? So uh, I think one thing that we hear a lot uh, when people first show up to the church or 
bounce into first step or whatever. It's a common theme around here that people just don't feel worthy enough or like they're from a background that they can actually be used by God for something big. And like turn to stories like this. They're there for a reason. And almost every single biblical hero, Ruth is no exception, um, is an example of someone who any of the church leaders of the day would say for sure no. Like this Ruth is not even um, Hebrew. She's not even part of like the chosen people of God. She wasn't a Jew, right? Um, She's from a different land, a land that was totally looked down on, in fact. And uh, just by her character, um, just by making the choices to start fresh, uh, God used her in a big way and was noticed. And uh, as Judd kind of closed the message out, like, um, you know, she ends up being the mother of the line that leads to David, of the line that leads to Jesus. And that's not by, um, you know, by happenstance. God wants you to see that the the scripture story is there to say, like, if you feel like you can't be used, you're probably the type, type of person that would be used. Right. Um, so, you know, hold on to that as well as whatever verse Nick wants to close us out with. Oh, I don't have a, I don't have a verse. I just have a, an overall thought. I need to go Romans. That's why I threw that. Oh, oh, (laughs) before Romans, right, right. (laughs) You know, just quick, deep thought is that when you clean out your vacuum cleaner, you actually Mm. become a vacuum cleaner. That is so (laughs) true, right? It's powerful. I love that so much. It's so true. Wow. (laughs) So so we're going to hold on to that. We're also going to hold on to Romans 8. God is for us. Who Who can can be be against against us? us? Have a great week.